Welcome back to another episode of GEMS Podcast with Genesis Amaris Kemp, where the core pillars are to educate, inspire, and motivate. Sit back, relax, and enjoy this segment. Welcome back to GEMS Podcast. I am the founder and host, Miss Genesis Amaris Kemp, and with me today is Wendy Wallace. And here's a bit about Wendy. She is a wife, mom, Christian living, and positivity coach, inspirational digital content creator at One Exceptional Life, and ice cream lover. She is also a quadruple amputee, a flesh-eating bacterial infection resulted in a coma, three-month hospital stay, and amputations of both hands and both feet. What you might consider the worst thing that could have happened actually was for her good and God's glory. By God's wonderful grace, she is living one exceptional life where in true form with 2 Corinthians 1 and 4, God comforted her in all her tribulations so that she can comfort, encourage, and lead other women to rediscover God's joy and peace amid the trials of life. And today, Wendy and I are going to spend time unpacking overcoming the storms of life through faith, gratitude, and positivity. So without further ado, please welcome Wendy Wallace to GEMS Podcast. Hi, Genesis. Thanks for having me. My pleasure, Wendy. So before we dive into our segment, I definitely want you to set the stage and let people know about what it's like going through being an amputee and how something as horrific or horrendous as that actually was beneficial for you because from the outside looking in, people could definitely paint another picture or they can make assumptions. And we want to just start off the bat by crushing those assumptions and giving you the platform to tell your story better than what the outside world can say. Sure. Um, Just to retract a little bit, I was a busy mom of three teenagers running a home business and a household. And I contracted what I thought was the flu. And within days, I was on life support. And I was in a coma for three weeks. And in that time, they were trying to get rid of the bacteria. It was a flesh eating bacteria that was very quickly spreading. And at one point, I was in that coma for three weeks. Uh, the doctor and my husband woke me up to let me know that in order to save my life, they had to amputate both hands and both feet. Basically, they gave me the choice, which being unconscious for a while prior to that was a little unusual, but they wanted to make sure that I knew what was going on. And so I agreed, you know, I wasn't ready to leave my family yet. Um they knocked me out again. And then when I woke up, I was without my hands and my feet. And so it took me a while to rebound over the course of that time. I spent just so much time trying to understand why, why did this have to happen to me? What did I do to deserve this? Um, I had a 
really strong faith. Uh, the first place I turned when I woke up that day and realized that everything was missing, I went to the Lord in prayer and I just said, you know, you have a reason for this. Please just help me through it. It's going to be a tough road. And I never got angry at God. I just counted on him and understanding that some way, somehow it was going to all work itself out. So in the process, I had to pretty much learn how to be a mom all over again, not the emotional parts, but the physical parts, you know, taking care of the kids. Uh, I could no longer cook for them or do their laundry or run them around town. I had to depend on them to do that. And so what I did is just dig into the word of God and I got to know the Lord better. I learned of his promises and just his character. And I never doubted for a second that he wasn't there by my side throughout the whole thing. And what I learned from the whole process was that we don't always know why things have to happen. Sometimes we find out here in this lifetime. Sometimes we have to wait for eternity to find out what's going on. But I learned that for me, God had a plan. And there was a turning point in my recovery period where my daughter invited me to go tubing with her. And I thought she was crazy for inviting a woman with no hands and no feet to jump in an inner tube and float down the river. But my family never considered me to be disabled. And so this was a perfect example of that. She didn't see anything wrong with this, so why should I? And so I agreed to go with her, freaked out of my mind in fear, but I knew she wasn't going to let me die. Um, but what it proved to me that day was that I was so much more capable than I ever was giving myself credit for. And so it was a wake up call for me that if I could do something as crazy as go tubing, then there are other people who are probably struggling and needed that encouragement as well. I've always been a positive person. And this was really that, oh yeah, you've got this and other people need what you can share. Wow. I went on to create my website and it really, looking back now, it was God telling me these folks needed you. Wow. And thank you so much for sharing that, Wendy, because I definitely wanted to connect more than just at a surface level or just reading that in mm -hmm. um, the bio. But is there any way they knew what caused the flesh-eating bacteria? Do they know where, where it came from? They weren't solid. My best guess is it came from an ingrown hair. And as creepy as that sounds, I've heard of other people getting that from like an open cut or some kind of wound that the bacteria gets in there. I don't think there's any rhyme or reason to it. Okay. And thank you for sharing that. And then um, 
after going through, you know, that and you still keeping a positive attitude and just relying on God because other people may have just turned away from God or just got angry, but you chose to do the opposite. Did you ever think about using any um, helpers? Like I know some people who lose um, limbs or their hands and feet, they turn to prosthetics. So did you ever think about prosthetics or what are your views on that? If you don't mind me asking. Sure. I, I do use prosthetic legs. I had um, experimented with different types of hands, but I found them to be clunky and just didn't do anything. What I do now, um, I wear a uh, stylus on my wrist and this is what I write. There it is. All my blog posts and everything uh it's kind of like having a finger where you can type on the keyboard or turn the pages of a book or you know answer the phone or anything really that you would need to grab a hold of something with and so i found that to be far more useful than prosthetic hands which really only did open and close Oh, okay. And thank you for sharing. And remind me to connect you with someone. I do have someone in my community where they're revamping um, the prosthetic space. And I've talked to her a few times and just hearing your story, I think that there may be some synergies there with you and her. And I know she's on LinkedIn and I don't know that much about um, prosthetics, but if I could help out in any way and like be the bridge to connect, I'm always open to doing that. And Thank you so much for just answering that question because I know it can be sensitive to some, but I do like um, your resilience and how you, you know, improvise with, okay, no, I I don't have my hands, but I could use a stylus. I don't have my feet, but I could use prosthetics and I, I can't necessarily you know, overcome those fears, but I can try. And you tried with your daughter and then that was able to push you outside of your comfort zone. And that overcome, that helped you overcome the fear that you had like knee jerk, but I'm sure you didn't want your daughter to know that you were experiencing fear, you know? Well, she was 21 at the time. And so she pretty much knew what she was asking for. But I also think she knew that I needed to be pushed out of my comfort zone. And we all know that we grow the most when we step out of that comfort zone. Absolutely. And when you think about um, some of the pillars that you teach on to help people overcome the storms of life through faith, we learned a bit about faith, but can you talk about gratitude and positivity and how you weave that in with your day-to-day and how you help others see that? Because it's so important that we take the blinders off and remember that God didn't leave us. If anything, we left God because we fail to trust him. We fail to have that mustard seed of faith and continue to build upon it or whatever, but he's always there. And one scripture that I've heard is that when a mother and father forsake you, God is there right by your side to pick you up. Absolutely. You know, um, oftentimes when we have obstacles or struggles in our lives, the first thing we do is 
throw a little pity party. Oh, woe is me. The world is coming to an end. The sky is falling, you know, all of this stuff. And I have never been a proponent of that type of a mindset. Even when I'm in a conversation with somebody who has that attitude, I always look for yeah, but look at this blessing that's going on in your life right now. And if you weren't going through this, you wouldn't have this happening. So let's change the channel and take a look there. I believe that there's a blessing in every circumstance, whether it's good or bad. And I like to look for those. It's kind of a little game I play where if I'm having a bad day or the weather's crummy outside, I will just start thinking of things that I am thankful for. I'm a proponent of gratitude journaling and just keeping track of, you know, three or five different things that would be considered blessings in your life on a daily basis. I like to think of them as answered prayers. And so when you are having that bad day, if you have are in the habit of writing them down, you could always go back. If you can't think of anything that's happening today that you can find remotely positive and to be thankful for you can always go back and look at prior answered prayers or blessings um it's the quickest way to turn yourself around when you're heading in a south mindset i kind of uh, related to changing the channel when you're watching television if you're watching something you don't like what you're watching you just change the channel it's as simple as that now granted it takes a little practice to change the channel when you're in a negative space but it's positive pos possible and it's totally doable it's just kind of one of those habits that you have to build yeah, and thank you for elaborating on it. And I like when you talk about the changing the chain. I don't know if you saw my action. I'm like, like the remote, like yep. you have a remote that you can control. You don't have to sit there and allow garbage and toxicity and other things that are not adding value to you to pollute your life. You have the ability to switch it and really stay in a positive mindset. And one thing that I like to help some of my coaching clients with is think about the level that you're operating in and if it's not the level that um, fulfills you and makes you you know be giddy it's time for you to level up or go back inwardly and see okay is there something that I'm doing that is not producing the results do I need to spend time alone with God do I need to get alone and meditate do I need to you know go on a self-discovery or um, some people even bring in the power twins which um, some people call them prayer and fasting. Do I need to consecrate myself so I could rebuild and really connect? And I always tell people um, in life, I am a whip. And I say um, the whip without the H, so W-I-P, so work in progress. And I say, I need to, like, I try to strive to have my vertical relationship with God in alignment. So that way my horizontal could be aligned because I'm not a perfect person. And there's going to be times where I slip, trip and fall. There's going to be times where I may be nasty to my husband, not intentionally, but because, you know, sometimes I let my emotions get the best of me. But in order to 
overcome those trials and struggles, you have to look yourself in the mirror and ask yourself, am I being the woman I was created to be? Am I happy with me? Do I like the way that I am reflecting and showing up? And feel free to comment on that, Wendy, because I think that's a part of, you know, that overall positivity as well as gratitude, because if you don't give yourself gratitude, how can you open up to give gratitude to others? Well, yeah. And, you know, I judge every day by the word of God, my actions. Am I doing all to give honor and glory to him? Am I a reflection of him in what I say and do and how I live? Um, We're called to be witnesses for him. And if I go through this traumatic event and blame him and, and find fault with everything and just become this negative person who just can't seem to manage life anymore. I don't believe I'm doing my job in the kingdom. And I want him to say, well done, thou good and faithful servant. And so he's given me this opportunity to use my situation to impact others to make a difference even if nothing else to just smile at somebody when they're looking at me funny in the grocery store because I get a lot of that and I I prefer that they come up to me and ask me questions if they have them rather than stare but you know everybody does their own thing but it's better for me to just smile and say hello than it is to just scowl back at them Yes, and I would love to see you wear a shirt like my my disability does not define me. It strengthens me because then if someone sees you with that shirt, they'll be like, wow, because sometimes I hate where people just stop and stare, whether it's, you know, someone walking with a cane or someone in the wheelchair. Like my father went from being independent to dependent um, via medical negligence and he ended up passing away. So he was um, paralyzed from the waist down. So his entire quality of life changed from um, May, around May 20 something, um, 2020, up until when he passed away. And it was hard and people would stop and stare because he had a catheter bag that was hooked up to him. And, you know, my dad was very outgoing and he loved to be outside. So uh, when I was pushing him in the wheelchair, people would stop and stare or um, the definition whenever you become disabled, like you, you lose some of the definition in the legs. So his legs wouldn't be straight. They would kind of flop in. And, you know, it, it was heart wrenching just to see my dad go through that. And I'm like, golly, haven't you ever seen somebody that looks different than you? It's okay, because we're all beautiful in our own way. But you don't have to make that individual uncomfortable. Or some people are like, what happened to you? And I'm right. like, <laughs> and you almost want to ask, like, not trying to be rude, what happened to you? <laughs> like, um, <laughs> But looking back on it now, you can laugh about it. But hindsight, when you're going through it, it's not funny because they they don't know how you feel mentally and they haven't walked in your shoes, metaphorically speaking. Right. So has that ever um, got to you in any way where you're like you were in the funk for a little bit and you're like, Wendy, snap out of it. Positive Patty is needs to come out, not negative Nancy. 
I have a tendency to be a little snarky and reply, but it's always in a with a smile on my face. How it's taken might be a little bit different than I had intended, so I try and keep my mouth shut for the most part. But um, I want to tell you a story. Um, we have a local daycare, and my friend is the director there, and I think it was the first year. Um, I had my prosthetic legs, but she, they were reading about people who are handicapped and in wheelchairs. And she called me and asked me if I'd come and talk to the kids. And, you know, oftentimes when you look differently than other people, the kids, they don't care. They just want to know what's wrong. What happened? What Did it hurt when that, when they cut your legs up? That's all they want to know. But I find the parents don't want to bother people or somehow they just, you know, they, they end up like pulling the child away. So, oh, don't bother her. She don't want to, she don't want to talk about that right now. But I find it's far better. Just let them talk. It gets their questions answered and they don't have to feel like we're this great big freak show when they see somebody different, when they're out shopping or at the grocery store so I went up to the preschool and I don't know how long it was there I've been a couple of times and the kids they just asked dozens and dozens of questions and you know from how do you get dressed how do you brush your teeth where's your hands can you drive you know all of this stuff and I let them ask whatever they wanted and those kids love it when I come in there because it's like free time with them and I have gone and had snack time with them and they're always inviting me back but it's a fun place to go because it just makes you realize that children they're just so innocent and caring and they don't care as long as you're willing to talk to them and just sit with them they do not care that you might not have hands and feet Absolutely. And sometimes I wish that us adults could be more like um, kids and go back to our inner child life where we do have the innocence and we're not so nasty and judgmental towards others because the minute we are, it shuts down the conversation with somebody else. And it also shuts down the trust factor as well as that person wanting to be transparent. And I know um, I'm definitely going to have to bring you back on for another segment, Wendy, because I definitely want to hear about battles and breakthroughs, because I believe in this segment, we kind of highlighted it a bit where the battles of you going from independent to changing some of your dynamics led to your breakthrough and your breakthrough is allowing you to help others because you have these courageous conversations or you may have difficult conversations which prompt other people to do the same or encourage them to have that empowerment to use their disability or as um, as their strengths or don't or don't even say disability just use my differences allow me to connect and bridge the gap because I know some people don't like to say disability so in your um, perspective just out of respect what do you like to say disabilities or what other words can can we say in lieu of that I don't mind it mm -hmm. I don't mind it I I see myself more as able-bodied than mm -hmm. disabled okay uh, I like that but like I said, you know, 
it's more about what I can do than what I can't. Perfect. So you focus on the things that you're that you're able to accomplish for yourself rather than the things that you can't accomplish. And by doing those, it allows you to be independent versus dependent, right? Right. Okay. Amazing. And Wendy, I, for anyone that resonates with this segment or, or if you want them to just learn more, to just remove the ignorance, please give them the call to action for this segment. Sure. Thank you. Um, well, uh, through my experiences, I have learned to guide women out of chaos and into peace. You know, oftentimes when we face trials, it causes fear and doubt and anxiety, and we don't continue with the peace and joy that we could so readily have that we can get from God, in fact. So, um, what I, uh, this is why I'm so passionate about what I do is helping women rediscover God's joy and peace amid the trials of their lives. And so I have a five-step guide of unlocking peace in the midst of chaos. And Genesis is going to put that in the show notes there, but um, I'd like for you to reach out, grab your freebie and um, let me know if you have any questions. Yes, I will definitely share that in the show notes and I have all the info queued up here. And then Wendy, for those who are interested um, in connecting further on social media, where do you hang out primarily? Primarily on Facebook and LinkedIn, um, but mostly on Facebook. I, um, I do accept friend requests if you tell me who you are and where you found me. And I have a free Facebook group called Women Living Exceptionally with Joy and Jesus. And I also have a website, oneexceptionallife.com. Amazing. And thank you so much, Wendy, for coming on here and sharing your stories on how you've overcome life's challenges via the storms and just really giving hope and encouragement to our listeners that they may not be able-bodied, they may not be disabled, but they may have some inefficiencies that they can turn into efficiency to live their life on their terms while living a God-pleasing life. And I I think that's very important. And like I said, I definitely want to have you back on to dive a little bit deeper, but thank you so much. And for our listeners and viewers, once again, all of Wendy's contact information will be in the show notes. Make sure you share and subscribe. We're on 40 plus platforms and connect with us on YouTube at Gems with Genesis Amaris Kemp for all things video content and leave a review. Like I love feedback, whether it's positive or negative, I take it as a gift and I build upon it. And if there's a topic that we haven't covered, let me know that too. So I could either talk about it myself or find a SME subject matter expert that can elaborate. And until then, connect with Wendy Wallace and connect with me. We love you, you matter, and you are an incredible gem here on earth. So until we chat next time, ciao. Thank you for listening to another segment of GEMS Podcast. Hope you enjoyed this recording. Make sure you like, comment, share, and subscribe to GEMS Podcast on your audio platform, as well as our YouTube channel. 
GEMS with Genesis Mars Kemp. We would love for you to be a sponsor, so please reach out via email at GEMS, G-E-M-S, with W-I-T-H, Genesis, G-E-N-E-S-I-S, Amaris, A-M-A-R-I-S, Kemp, K-E-M-P, at gmail.com, where your brand, your swag, your services can be here on GEMS Podcasts.